You're listening to the Forefront Church Sermon Podcast. Forefront Church is a progressive Christian community more interested in asking good questions than having all the right answers. Thanks for listening. Sunday, everyone. (laughs) We have a few more hours to continue to say this. Greetings to each of you in the house today. Hello to our online uh, worshipers. We are so happy to be in this season. Um, Many of you have been with us all week um, as we had Holy Thursday service over Angela's, as we had our good uh, Friday night service at Greenpoint. As we were running around in the park yesterday at Prospect Park with the children for the Easter egg hunt. And here we are today, our high holy day, the day that we have come to worship our risen Lord. Um, It goes without saying right now that Josh and I did not plan to wear (laughs) pink. I'm sure some of you thought about that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we were led by the the, the spiritual memo, if you will. So... I live in uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, with my husband, Todd, with my father, Bob. And whenever people come to our home, they are amazed at our beautiful plants. They see them, and they are just like, they are so beautiful. And typically, they ask, who has the green thumb? And the assumption is that Vanita has the green thumb, but no, no, no. I always answer, it's Todd is Todd, and people are pleasantly surprised. Well, on the morning of our 17th wedding anniversary, November 27, 2022, um, we patiently waited that day for the hospice nurse to come to our home and to make the official pronouncement of death because my mother had just passed away. And as the nurse came in to pronounce death, She actually saw life. And her question was a little different from the typical who has the green thumb question. Her question was, who's the horticulturalist? (laughs) Who's the horticulturalist? And she, and, and we gave her the answer that we typically do. It's Todd. A horticulturalist is actually defined as an expert in or a student of garden cultivation and management. While not a professional in the field, Todd loves watching his plants bloom. And he recognizes the transformative power of cultivation, of caring for and growing life. In order to keep his plants alive, and y'all should see him in action sometimes, he's had to reposition some plants. He's removed dead leaves from some. He's actually moved some from one room to the next, and he's given them all adequate water, and he makes sure they have adequate sunlight. All in all, he constantly gives them love and attention. I like to refer to him as, after we heard from that nurse, our resident horticulturalist. (laughs) 
So here at Forefront, we have been in a season of spiritual gardening, of inviting God to unearth in us what lies fallow, what needs to be tended, and what needs to die in order for new life to emerge. As we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are reminded that it is springtime and new life is breaking out all around us and is breaking through in us as well. As Jesus reconnected with various people after he was resurrected, there was something very special that was happening with each surprising and seemingly disorienting encounter. One familiar encounter is with Jesus and the two disciples, one named Cleopas, on the road to Emmaus in Luke 24. I'm picking up at verses 30 and 31, and they read, When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then... Their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. Another familiar appearance is found in the book of John, chapter 20. When Mary Magdalene comes to the tomb, she's actually crying because she thinks someone has taken Jesus' body. And then she sees two angels in white. Picking up from verse 13, they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, If you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. And then Mary goes and tells the disciples, I have seen the Lord. Amen. Mary had been a witness to the crucifixion of Jesus. She was at the burial. She was present at the empty tomb. And now she is the first person to whom Jesus appeared after his resurrection. And the first to testify or essentially preach the gospel to share the good news, the good news of the risen Christ, that she has seen the Lord. Hebrew biblical scholar and Episcopal priest, Dr. Will Gaffney, says this. Mary Magdalene te texts are extensive. The 57 verses tell a story of discipleship and faith, yet is not unique to this one woman. For there were other women at the cross and the tomb who followed Jesus in life, attended him in death, and proclaimed him 
in resurrection. Yet she is distinguished by the preservation of her name and frequency of appearance. So whether it was the breaking of bread in the first story or Mary actually hearing Jesus call her name when he appeared to her, these could be considered breakthrough moments or breakthrough experiences where all of the cultivation that Jesus had tended, all of his preaching and teaching and miracle working and, and healing, all of these things had come to fruition. And the disciples in these various appearances were experiencing breakthrough moments where they recognized who Jesus really was, that he indeed was the risen Christ. These appearances allowed them to break new ground and have a new understanding as Jesus made himself known. Even though he had shared that this would occur, they didn't have the full knowledge. They didn't have the full understanding. But Jesus' resurrection brought renewed significance. The resurrection brought renewed hope that these eyewitnesses, as they experience something, they would actually cherish these things that they experienced because no one could deny them or take away what they were going through. The plant process of germination is when an organism grows from a seed to a spore. Roots go down into the soil to absorb moisture and nutrients and begin to anchor the plant into the ground. Once the seeds have germinated and broken through the surface of the soil, they need sunlight to grow. Once they break through, they need constant light and nourishment. What do roots and shoots look like in your life? Are you able to break through the surface so that you can continue to grow? Like many of you, I have been exposed to a number of different faith spaces that allowed some people to be in and others to be out, to allow some people to be affirmed and others to be cast away. And it got to a certain point that even though there were folks there that were <clears throat> promoting the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It got to a point where I really didn't feel affirmed all the time. I didn't always feel that light. I didn't always feel nurtured and supported in the way that I felt I needed to grow. Much like plants need to be repositioned in order to grow and allow the light to shine in new ways, so too, I needed to reposition myself in order to break through. I had to allow some things to die. I had to get rid of some ways of thinking. I had to embrace and break through into new theology, 
into new perspectives, into new understanding, into new relationships, into new spaces. And it wasn't always easy. And oftentimes I experienced quite a bit of pain, but I knew God was calling me to break through into something new. And as I move forward, as a result of these various changes and repositions, I can actually say that I have experienced freedom, that I have experienced liberation through the sunlight, through the S-O-N light in my life. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Those who follow me will never, ever walk in darkness. I've also found fulfillment through Jesus because the water that Jesus offers to nourish me never leaves me dehydrated. With the joy that I have, with the goodness, with the peace that I have in knowing Jesus, I am comforted in knowing I will never thirst again. It doesn't mean that I won't experience grief and sadness and sorrow and disappointment sometimes, but even in those times, Jesus has promised never to leave me alone, ever. And the exciting thing is, it's a continual wellspring within me, and it can be a wellspring within you. And the definition of a wellspring is a source of continual supply. No matter what we are going through in life, we can have this constant wellspring that will never leave us alone. I believe that as many of you who've come to Forefront, those of you who've come to deconstruct and reconstruct your faith, I truly believe that you are breaking through the soil of doubt, of insecurity, of loss, of oppression, and you are here to allow Jesus and the resurrection power of Jesus to give you life and life to the full. And maybe, maybe others of you are in a place where your faith roots need to grow deep so that you are able to draw from that living water. I would encourage you to taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are the people that trust in him. I would encourage you to let the sun rays saturate your life. I would encourage you to be nourished by the living water, which will ultimately, through the love that you're able to show to each other, it will allow you to proclaim a living Christ to so many people that are hurting. It's so important that we take a vested interest in our own individual growth so that we can continue to break through. These past 40 days, many of us have gone through these germination experiences and breakthroughs. We have done a number of different things. And the question could be posed, well, who's the horticulturalist through all of those scenarios that we've experienced during these 40 days? 
On one hand, we can say it's us because we're continuing to work on ourselves. We spent time coloring and in our Lenten devotionals. We've given up things for Lent. We've listened to music. We've listened to sermons. We've read poetry. We've doubted. We've healed. We've questioned. We've been confused. All of those things. We've danced with the text. <laughs> and on the other hand, I believe the true horticulturalist is Jesus the resurrected one, the one who continues daily to give us life, and the one who was revealing himself all along to his disciples, to his followers, to those who were walking with him on the road to Emmaus, to Mary. I believe that Jesus was helping them break through, just as Jesus continues to be with us, helping us to grow and helping us to break through. When Paul was writing his letters and helping to grow these various churches in the New Testament, he was sending a message to the church at Corinth. And in 1 Corinthians, it's 3 verse 6, he says these words, I planted the seed and Apollos who he refers to, which is his colleague in ministry, he said that Apollos watered the plants, but ultimately God brought the increase. Paul said, I plant, I plant it, Apollos watered, God gives the increase. So the growth can come in our lives in the good times, when the sun is shining, in the not so good times, in those challenging times, when it's raining, when the sun's not really shining. In all of these different instances, God is able to help us break through. And I believe today it is time to break through. Perhaps breaking through is continuing to invite God into your journey of planting and pruning. Perhaps breaking through is expressing gratitude to God who makes all things new and understanding we are a new creation in Christ. Perhaps breaking through is learning to trust God through the many shifts and spirals in our spiritual journey. Perhaps breaking through is celebrating when we bloom as we recognize the transformative power of cultivation as we care for and nurture each other. This can come as we engage more deeply in the life of the church through small groups, through the work of ministries like the care team that Reverend Josh mentioned and Justice League who will be going to feed those who are hungry. Perhaps breaking through is understanding those eyewitness accounts in ancient times bring meaning and significance to our celebration today. That our personal encounters as we share the love of God with each other and as we love on ourselves, we can keep believing that Jesus has risen and his touch continues to transform lives and grow our faith. The good news today on this Resurrection Sunday, 2023, is that he 
touched me. This can be our song as we experience breakthrough. He touched me. And oh, oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know he touched me. And made me whole. It's time to break through. Thanks for listening to the Forefront Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Forefront and how we're ushering in the next 500 years of Christianity, visit ForefrontChurch.com.